Welcome to the EO podcast. Today we are in conversation with extraordinary Orville Small, aka Chosen, aka 730, aka Twin Madman. Orville was born in Montreal, Canada, where he grew up as well. His parents are from the Caribbean and in 2005 he's moved to Holland. He's right now practicing anesthesia and he's a dancer himself who's interested in various dance forms. like salsa crump and is also dabbled in a bit of contemporary dance as well he's part of the seventh empire and kpmm and is a father of a lovely 9 year old daughter his motto in his life is to be kind and to create let's welcome him today hey hi all welcome hello hi how are you so nice to have you here actually Oh, thank you. It's an honor. It's an honor to be here. Thanks. All right, so we can actually just dive in. Yeah. We have so many questions and you're such a nice have such a great aura and you're so positive so we are like so excited <laughs> to talk to you. Uh, thank you. Um so we wanted to actually start um with you know your life and your childhood and your younger times in in Canada where you grew mm-hmm. up and Do you like remember being creative at that time or what person was a big role for you like was very important for you when it comes to starting to create and and all of these things? Um yeah, I don't I don't uh, I don't know if I was if myself I was creative, but I really did appreciate uh certain artists or certain uh uh sports figures that um that were that I saw as being uh different I think what I think when I was younger being different was a, a sort of of creative path that someone would take so for example Pele was a really big influence for me um the the soccer player obviously from Brazil um just because he was so good and and he was and you know he was just different on the field you could see that he was cut from a different cloth uh you know um uh, and uh, and Michael Jackson of course uh when i was growing up uh, uh he was also a big influence uh, in terms of seeing how people can really be different from the norm and still be successful uh in what they are doing you know so i think this is more uh, along the lines of how i kind of viewed things you know i don't i don't know if i really understood creativity at that time uh but i did recognize uh people who stood out and were really different that's really nice so do, like when when you decided to leave canada how did this happen like mm. why why did this happen in the first place did you have any goal because you moved away or was it red well um i think before before i moved to holland i was traveling the world quite often quite a lot almost every weekend um doing salsa um at one point i became world champion and from then on like any other dancer who who uh really succeeds in what they're doing they end up traveling and teaching and giving seminars and working at big events and giving shows and judging and all this kind of stuff things that dancers would lo- wa- want to do with their life you know and so i started traveling uh a lot um And when I first started my world tour, I started off in the UK and then I went to Holland and from Holland um I started traveling out to different places and because Europe has so many countries together it was so easy 
to um, travel to another country and so forth. And so what I ended up doing was uh, I ended up deciding to um, to move to Holland because it was so central and I was getting so much work uh, within dance and I was here every weekend and it, after a while it started playing with my health almost as well, you know, because I was still practicing uh, anesthesia in Canada. So I would have to do that during the week. And then for the weekend, I would be gone to Europe and come back and then have to do it over again. And I did that for about two years until I decided, you know, I have to either stop or make a move because it just wasn't, it wasn't feasible for me anymore. Okay. So when you, when you went to Holland, did you already have a base of people that you connected to or? Right. Um, yeah. You know, this is the thing I think coming from uh, just winning the championships and being uh, someone who was recognized within the salsa scene, it was very easy for me to go somewhere and just, uh, feel at home mm -hmm. you know uh, there were a lot of people that were helping me um uh, some more than others but like I really uh coming into Holland I really had um a, a good like you said a good base of people who were really looking out for me and trying to help me establish myself um especially when I wanted to move here you know this was something that was for me uh uh um, vital to be able to uh be comfortable with the fact that You know, I am somewhere and I'm able to live here and I'm not always kind of on the run or uh, 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 trying to find out how to do this, how to do that. There were a lot of people that helped me. So I'm very fortunate. So. That's so nice. Yeah. 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 It's really it's really great. Do you feel like also like when you, you know, come to this point in your life where you really struggle a lot because you overexhausted yourself, that um, your art is like and medium or like a tool for you to really again connect to yourself and what's important to you yeah you know that's a good yeah that's that's a really good uh, good question um uh yes i do uh and the bottom line is yes i do uh, but i also do believe that i have a focus that is second to none um uh, i'm someone who could really focus down on on things um uh, things that i want to achieve things that i want to establish for myself Uh, I'm a I'm someone who could really focus down. So uh, I think that took that was my strength in terms of really trying to get to where I, where I was because it wasn't always easy. Um, and like you said, you know, I was I was I was kind of burning out, but at the same time, I was seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, and you know, getting closer to that light, it was getting harder, and 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 I and I had to just get into really being focused and really uh, making sure that. Um, I was able to carry out what I wanted to do for myself um, at the end of it. And so that gave me the strength and the focus to, to just continue. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's great. Yeah. I, I think, you know, um, it is so different that you started with salsa and then, you know, got to know about crumb. I don't know even your story yet about um, how you found crumb and how you discovered it, but you started with salsa. What was it that, you know, like I love salsa also, but like how, how, mm -hmm. how was that like in, in the beginning when, when you started dancing a lot and you won competitions, like, How difficult was it for you to kind of combine a passion you had, but then also became so draining in the other, in the, on the other hand, you know, to have that, um, that balance between I did something I loved and now it is also like, you know, a very serious thing. It's very present. It's very dominant in my life. How, how was that? Yeah. Um, I think for me, uh, what was really important, uh, was that 
uh, it always, uh, dance has always been a passion of mine. Uh, uh, when I recognized what you can get out of it um, for all self-expression and that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, anesthesia is also a passion of mine. So, you know, these things are not things that I actually look at as um, tedious or work or these are pleasures that, that I have, you know, uh, just as much as someone loves riding a motorcycle. These are all pleasures. I will never get up and say, oh, I have to dance or, oh, I have to go to work. For me, these are things that I love. So I think that helped um, in this whole situation, uh, going into this almost burnout uh, kind of uh, a, a situation. I think for me, it was really um, important to uh, remember why I started doing certain things, remember why I, I, I love this stuff. Um, I think we sort of get away from the truth of what we've been doing especially when it gets hard. It's very easy to fall into a pattern where um, uh, the thing that you started with and the thing that you loved and the thing that you've worked so hard to achieve uh, starts uh, taking a little bit of a toll on you. Um, but uh, salsa was something that I started off as uh, someone uh, going to a, um, how do you call it? It was a work building or a, a colleague building event that we decided, all the women in my department at the time decided, let's do salsa dancing. So all the guys were kind of like, no, no. <laughs> uh, and we ended up uh, doing a course. And from there, it just, it just started. So that's something that I did. Eventually, for me, um, I was working so much within salsa. And this is where I'm, this is why I was saying, or I was talking about, uh, how it takes a toll, I ended up losing myself uh, and losing my, losing what I initially had started dance for, I, I would say. I, I ended up in a position where I felt like salsa was something I was doing for others more than for myself. So, uh, although I didn't really 100% pull myself out of it, I really did distance myself. Um, and then, then to a certain degree, I was looking around to see what I can regain for myself in terms of dance, because dance was my passion. You know, dance is something I, I will never give up until it's time. Uh, and so uh, that's where Crump came in. <laughs> that's where I found Crump. Uh, and, uh, and it was more just... Uh, and, it, and, you know, Crump also has kind of accelerated into something. But the difference now is I know how to handle it more. Before with my salsa, I was so, uh, I was so gaga about the fact that I was being able to travel and dance and this and do that. And, like, uh, I, I lost myself in it. And now with Crump, although I love it just as much as uh, I loved salsa, uh, I'm still a little bit more um, uh, savvy regarding what I do and when I do it and that kind of stuff and how much I do of it so that I'm not losing myself. I, I hope that is a little clear. I don't know. <laughs> That's an amazing answer. Can I just say you're so lovely? Yeah. For the for the people Thanks. for the people who hear this, please uh, watch the clips in our Instagram. Um, such a lovely person. Yeah, Sergeant, please. <laughs> yeah. 
so so you dance various dance forms and i mean you've dabbled mm-hmm. into contemporary dance as well so it also yeah. comes with a multicultural upbringing that you have had or moving to different places uh, or having parents who come from different countries as well come from caribbean mm-hmm. um could you kind of shed some light on that how did it influence your creativity per se or as a person that you are um i think montreal in general is just is a big melting pot it's a melting pot of so many different types of cultures so many people from different places across the whole world uh and and you know it it's it's really a place where when you go in it, you can find a place in montreal that looks like somewhere else in the world you know that, that that's just how it is you know there's so many different cultures and obviously growing up i had so many different friends from different countries and so forth so for me this was all normal uh hearing uh hearing greek music was normal for me uh hearing uh african music was normal for me hearing country music was normal for me you know all these things where when i was growing up it wasn't even a situation where i had to think about uh is is this right or not this is something that was just so automatic uh with everybody that was around me you know we used to just listen to all types of music my dad he was he used to be a big big country uh country uh fan you know he used to listen to country all the time and then he listened to reggae and then he listened to uh the 80s and then he listened to pop and you know so it was it was something that actually i didn't have to think about it was just so inborn um re- uh, uh, growing up that this is something that i think i viewed as normal so when i went out and uh, i started learning different dances and stuff like this it was just part of what i already knew i was just learning movement now so that's more about that's that's yeah it it i it really was not even a a factor uh being introduced to well quote unquote new music because i was always around different stuff it was just very easy for me to 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 accept it's mm. lovely yeah surely uh so any important person that has influenced your creative journey anybody uh oof. many people yeah um You know, uh, when I first started uh, into this uh, creative process, um I did look at, you know, like let's say I was doing crump, I would look at really good crumpers uh, when I was doing uh when I was dabbling in contemporary and that kind of stuff, you know, or or like I was look I used to go to ballets and I used to go to, you know, like I, there were so many things. I just looked at people who just really were so influential. um to name people per se when i started uh uh it it wasn't really about one specific person it was just about oh this person's really good at that and this person's good at that and this person's good at that and so this is i just started accumulating all of this stuff uh when i started finding myself within being a creative person then myself took over as the one who influences me um and it's not that i'm i i don't look at others and i don't appreciate others but really my creativity i really pull it from myself to be productive um and i i do that for a specific reason uh i really 
love to be able to put something on the floor that is from myself. Um, obviously, I'm influenced by others and certain things and this and that. But at the end of the day, I just love the work that I've put into myself to be able to be creative. So that's basically how I, how I look at it. Um, so actually, we could, like, yeah, I think that one very important fact of your life, obviously, is also your family and you are a father. And mm -hmm. um, I think that's such a, like, lovely thing, like, um, to, to see somebody so young and, you know, somebody being also like a, like a great involved father. And, but I, I, I think obviously for you, I, I mean, I don't know how, actually, how was the journey for you for f like being a father and, you know, seeing your little one grow and everything like that. How, how is that for you? Um, yeah, I think, I think it's probably one of the best things in, in, in the world to experience uh, you know there's ups and downs with it um, but at the end of the day you know when she's there you know this is something for me that that I wouldn't change for the world um, and uh, you know I mean you know there's growing pains uh, with with all of this you know having children is not something that should be taken lightly um, it does change you um, but I do believe that um, if you're focused enough you can you can uh, you can adjust your life, um, but not give up your life, you know? So when I, when she was going to be born, uh, I wanted to buy a house. And for me, the first thing I decided was there should be a dance studio in it. And this is not, this was just simply because I knew that if having a kid and then having to go out to train and then come back and the travel time and all the, the being away from her, um, it would eventually get more difficult, you know, as she gets older and stuff, she, you know, she needs me around more. So I decided to build a studio in my house. And I mean, that's basically, that's basically how I looked at it. I didn't look at it like I had to give stuff up. I just looked at it like I had to modify stuff to be able to incorporate her. I do feel like a lot of people lose themselves when they have kids and feel that they have to give themselves up. But I'm someone who totally doesn't believe in that. I'm totally. Uh, and, you know, and especially if you're doing something good, like my my daughter is in my studio and I have to some I don't hear her and I have to sometimes go and see what are you doing? And she's there dancing, making routines, you know, so I mean, they can they also can also grasp, you know, the things and the productive things that you all that you that you that you have for yourself you know the, the kids are so open to learning and into absorbing and to um, being able to 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 um to uh yeah to some degree mimic what you do like whether it be in languages or movement or anything you know they're just so open so i really do believe people don't take enough yeah enough initiative in trying to make sure that they don't lose themselves Uh, and the balance between being a parent and continuing to do what you love. Uh, I, I understand sometimes it can be very tedious and hard, but yeah, I just think that people need to be more conscious with that sometimes. That's so true. Mm. And I love that, how you are like, you know, um, also putting a, somehow a creative field around her because uh, you are mm -hmm. creative and you're having a platform and a space to be creative at home. And that's really, that's, mm -hmm. that's amazing. I, I, I love that. Um, 
do you like when it comes to you discovering crump and discovering how much like it means to you and that you want to do that that is something like i mean i personally i love crump so much <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah i i love it really i'm i i am obsessed but like uh yeah i think it is somehow very like you can connect on it and you all will understand why you love it so much but everybody still has a completely individual interpretation of of that feeling and When it comes to you and your journey of Crumb, can you tell us a little bit how it started, how it progressed, and what it means to you? Well, like I said, um, I think uh, for me it was more uh, it was more a something that I was trying to find for myself, where I felt like I was doing it for for me, um, uh, and like you know because I, I'm so conscious about about uh, the you know uh, trying to uh, keep yourself. Uh, in the forefront of the things that you do um, and losing myself was something that I just didn't want to happen. So uh, instead of um, going into a hole, I decided, well, you know what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to look for something. And Crump was this thing that I found. I, I tried a lot of different things. I tried house dancing. I tried hip hop. You know, I tried popping. I tried locking. And those things really weren't cutting it for me. Amazing dances, but for me personally, I'm someone. And I mean, this is where I was kind of known for in salsa. I'm 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 more aggressive. I'm more uh, uh, speed and power and fast. And you know, these are the things that I love within dance. Uh, and so, eventually, like I said, I found I found Crump. And and my journey in Crump was 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 to some degree. Um, uh, bittersweet because uh i went through a lot of situations and a lot of changes within crump where i um had to decide okay is this what i want to do or or not crump is a very harsh dance um and not only physically and not only in terms of movement but in terms of the people around you um uh, at the time when i started crump it was a situation where uh i had to really fight for my right to be there kind of so to speak uh and um at some points i decided oh maybe this is not for me uh but you know I, i i guess i just pushed through it and eventually came to a point where i am where i am now um but uh i wouldn't change it for the world uh, because i know that crump is something that uh that has 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 put me in a position to uh first of all uh um, be able to meet Uh, people from across the world to be able to connect with people from across the world. Um, it's something that I can do where I can be as expressive as I want with no boundaries. Uh, uh, most dances have boundaries, have uh, ways of doing it, uh, uh, and more importantly, ways that you cannot do it. And Crump is just something that you can put everything into um and uh, and uh one element that crump has is you're not uh you're not shunned for showing emotion you really are not shunned from showing emotion and this is why i love crump so much because it really i can just be whatever i want and that's fun you know like if i want to be bully i can be bully if i want to be a joker or a pest i can be i can do that you know so Crump for me is just something that is just, just, yeah, it's just so awesome. 
I really, I, I really kid you not. I'm getting goosebumps. Just <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> it is. Oh my god, you just—it's so, so great, and it's also so nice because my uh, best friend Saujenia, she just got introduced to Crump um, a couple of like months ago, and to hear that from you, I think is also so, like, yeah, such an interesting, interesting thing. Absolutely. <laughs> Because it is such a different form, like you said, a different art form altogether, the way you express it. For example, Devi was showing me um, earlier the Instagram video that you made about oxygen mm -hmm. and, you know, you, you're a... Oh, how one the is corona, a I think, the COVID, yeah. So, uh, it was so powerful. I, I, every dance form has its own uh, nuances and the mm. nuance in this dance was just... The pain could be understand so well. That was the best part about it, I think, when I was watching it. Yeah. And as a person who does not know absolutely anything about Crump, there's one question. Is mm -hmm. it something that comes as a calling that you think, hey, you know, I can be a Crumper? Or is it, how does it even work? I mean, you were into dance, but let's say mm -hmm. someone is not into dance. And mm -hmm. what it takes to be a Crumper? Is there something like that, or? I think the the most important thing um, to develop. So it is not necessarily something that is there right away. But the most important thing to develop and to work on, and what builds, what you can build within Crump is self confidence. I think self confidence goes a long way uh, in anything, and it's kind of weird to me because when we are born. And uh, when we uh, are kids, you know, we have no self-consciousness whatsoever. We just do whatever we want. You know, I mean, if, if you're if, if a mom, if, if a kid is walking down the street and he sees uh, uh, sees someone with a scar on their face, mom, look at that person with the scar on the face. But as adults, we cannot do that. And I'm not saying that that's something that you should do, but I'm just trying to give you this this whole evaluation of how free and how open and how unconscious kids can be, you know? Um, so so uh, as we grow up, we sort of develop visors on how society wants us to be, and we need to be this way, and we cannot do this, we cannot do that. A kid could sit in the bus and pick his nose, an adult can't do that, you know? Um, now there's obviously ways of behaving, you know? But but I'm just saying that, that, that uh, there's a lot that, kind of channels us into this path of just being in a situation where, you know, you try and be a straight arrow. Um, and Crump takes that away. Crump, when you're in Crump, this, the, the confidence that you build, when you look at the Crumpers that are really, really good, not even, they don't even have to be really good, but are confident, they get They, they are able to express themselves more. They're able to be open more, more creative. Uh, so confidence is something that is definitely something in, is definitely something in Crump that gets developed and is needed to, to go forward. The ability, you know, they have this saying, um, I always see it sometimes, uh, dance like nobody's watching. I think that's, that's something. Yes, This yes. is exactly what Crump is. This is exactly the mentality you have to do, you have to be in when you're crumping. Uh, do not worry about how people will perceive you uh, because we, we all are in the, same, in the same trance, in the same vision of, 
of, of being something and doing something and expressing something. And so this is why Crump is, 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 is just so awesome. Yeah. You make me want to crump. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of really good crumpers in India. So if you wanted to do yes. that, I'm sure you wouldn't have no yes, problem. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Oh, I yes. Think... Shout out to the Bangalore crump kingdom. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to India, period. I was there for, for um, uh, oh, I cannot remember how long ago I was. But I mean, what I see now coming out of India is just so, so crazy to me. Uh, I, I, you know, people have really grasped the feeling and the essence of crump. Sometimes I see videos and I think this is, you did not learn this. You must have been born like that. You know, crumpers from India now are, are pushing so, so much. And, and the community is so vast. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a crumper's dream <laughs> to be in something like that. <laughs> Yeah. Oh wow, this is so. That means a lot, I think, because mm. because of course because it's true, and it's so nice to see that um, you know that that it is on the radar for being extraordinary and being great. Yeah, yeah it's it's true. That's true. Um, mm. Yeah, and when you came to India for the first time, can you tell us a little bit why you came and how it was for you? Okay, so um, so India for me was India for me was a turning point in my dance career. Um, not so much in terms of dance, but in terms of appreciation and not taking stuff for granted. Um, when I went to India, um, obviously there's poverty uh, everywhere, but I also saw that regardless of that people were just so happy so kind so respectful uh, and this really had an impact on me when I came back to Holland um, my view on a lot of things uh, changed um, in terms of what is necessary in life and I, and I, I would I mean I, I think I've always had that in me it's just when I went to India, it was such a big confirmation on the power of being happy and how and what that can bring you. Um, I think there are a lot of people in this world that are unhappy, and I'm not talking about people who live in poverty, not necessarily. And I, actually, I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking about people who live uh, decent lives that are just unhappy. Uh, and where do you find this happiness? Where do you, from where do you pull this happiness? Uh, and, you know, like I said, I think I've been always someone who's been into myself uh, in terms of finding myself, correcting myself, making sure that I'm, 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 a, I'm a specific way. Uh, but India just confirmed everything for me. So I went to India um, um, for the Indian Crump Festival. I think I went for the fifth one that was held by Desi Buck. Um, and uh, it was really, really simply amazing. Uh, I mean, sometimes I even still look at the videos that from, from, from back then. It was, it was such a, a, wow, it was such an experience um, to have so many people appreciate what you do 
uh, and eager to learn and and just humble and it, it just it, it was like nothing else I've ever experienced in my dance career. Yeah. Yeah. So this is something that uh, that really uh, changed. Yeah, like I said, changed my view regarding dance, regarding people, regarding importance. It really had an, a really big impact. But um, yeah, so I mean, we went there. I went there for the um, uh, for the uh, the festival. Um, I got there and, you know, you don't know what to expect, obviously, you know, I was really so hyped because I'm going to India for the first time and wow, it's going to be crazy and it's going to be great, but it was tenfold more than what I expected. Wow, yeah. that's so nice. Mm -hmm. That's good to hear. Mm -hmm. That's really good to hear. And we can't wait to, yeah. because we're going to invite you back here and um, yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. We will pick you up from the airport and everything. Mark, mark the words right now. I said it. I meant it. <laughs> um, all right, Absolutely. so <laughs> um, so we actually already are talking for a long time. So we're gonna come to this part that we always do at the end, towards the end of a session, okay. um, which will again go further. It is called the random four. Okay. And the random four means that we're gonna ask you four very random questions. And would love to hear your opinion and, you know, your advice about it or. Okay, yeah? let's go. Okay. So, Sarjenia, should I start? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. The first question we have is, if you could influence the whole world to practice one particular thing every single day, what would that be? So one thing every single day mm -hmm. the entire world like yeah that, that, oh that's easy kindness mm -hmm. that's just so easy to me being kind is is such a powerful thing and not maybe not for yourself but the effect that it has on someone else it's yeah and i see that every day i see that when i'm working and i'm kind to people and i i i take time for people you know, especially people who are at a disadvantage or people who are, um, how could I say that? You know, when someone's coming in for an operation to some degree, they're, they're, uh, what is that word? They're, um, they have to give themselves up. Surrender. Exactly. And I think the worst thing to do in that type of a position is to abuse that fact, is to abuse the power. Um, so being kind, yeah, for me, this is number one. Absolutely. Do you, it's just side note, I'm sorry, but like, do you remember yeah. any random act of kindness somebody actually did for you? Do you have it in your memory? Something you remember from a stranger, an act of kindness? Um, hmm. for, yeah, for, uh, from a stranger, not necessarily. I think I'm, I think I'm just so, I think I'm so much into being kind that I, I don't, ex, I don't, uh, yeah, how could I say that? I, I don't feel like I, I think, I, I think I get it back automatically. You know, I, I think that I, it, uh, 
surrounding yourself being kind brings a lot of stuff to you that I, yeah I'm, I'm, I, yeah I don't know I, yeah it's really I don't think I have I, I, I mean I'm sure I have but it's just uh, the flow of give and take mm -hmm. pay it forward all this kind of stuff I'm so into that type of stuff that I I, I think it just happens automatically and it's not you know yeah yeah for sure i, I absolutely yeah. agree it, like it is really like karma itself that's that's true mm. and that's a beautiful answer by the way like oh. elegant <laughs> elegant but straight to the point period be good to people mm. be kind kindness goes a long way yeah that's true yeah absolutely um the second question from the random four would be uh -oh. <laughs> um <laughs> Something which is socially accepted and mm -hmm. is pretty normal, socially accepted, but you would disagree on it. What is that for you? Like, what do you feel is socially accepted, but you would actually disagree on that? Mm. Corruption. Corruption. I think it's, I think it's accepted. I think it's, I think the only reason why it's accepted is because The people in power are the ones <laughs> that are doing it. <laughs> but corruption is something that I don't agree with, but I think is socially accepted. Yeah. Oh. Did you ever come across something like a situation where you felt like, wow? No, not, 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 not per se myself, but I mean, I mean, I see it everywhere. I mean, corruption is something that happens all the time in government and, 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 I mean, anybody in power who uses their power incorrectly, that is a form of corruption for me. So. All right. So a lot of times we are overcritical with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And uh, whether it is work or relationships, etc. So mm -hmm. which areas of your life do you experience this? Being overcritical about myself? If you are. If you are not, please tell me how. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's very seldom that I am um, overcritical about myself. Um, I think for me, what's really important for me is that uh, I keep it real with myself. And I also accept um, the situations I put myself in. Um, so... I mean, I, I can look at a situation I'm in and I can, I, I know what's right. I know what's wrong. And the choice is to do one of those two. Um, but I will not be overcritical um, regarding myself. If I'm good, if I do good or if I do bad, I really just accept, okay, well, listen, or if you decided to do this and you know, this wasn't going to work. So just accept it. So being overcritical for myself, I am critical about myself, but overcritical. No, I think Maybe more or less. Maybe your work or when you dance or this is, for example, you. Um, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, I can, I can, uh, you see, it's, that's a little bit of a, I can be critical about myself because I want the best out of it. Um, but I think being overcritical sometimes does not give you that, that result. I think sometimes being overcritical can be a negative thing. So I really try to also uh, put myself in a position where um, 
I'm not uh, taking a negative path to criticizing myself, which for me is being over. Uh, I think you need to give some space for improvement. You need to give some space in for you to be able to uh, to fail sometimes and then get back up. So yeah, being overcritical, I, I, I rarely do that to myself. I think it's just, uh, I think it's, it just ends up being a stress situation. And what is really lovely about what you said is how you're extending the kindness to yourself as well and not only to yeah. others, yeah, but not yeah. being critical. That's really yeah, nice. this is, yeah, yeah, I think this is really important. Uh, you know, I think <laughs> this is a very powerful tool, but because there's no dollar signs behind it, people don't value it as much. So, yeah. Wow. That should be on a t-shirt. <laughs> That's a great idea. Let's make it. If you make it, if you make one, send me one, please. Large. Sure. <laughs> All right. Okay. So we're going to print this t-shirt and please again, second time, mark my words. Uh, and I'm going to take it when I'm going to Germany in a month from now. And then I can just send it to my neighbor country and yeah. Awesome. Oh no, you know what? I'm going to make you pick it up because then I can meet you for a coffee or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it looks like I'm learning quite a lot from you. So I'd like to learn one more yeah. thing is yeah. what is it that you've learned from any of your personal relationships, any of your romantic relationships? Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't have to be uh, positive or negative or the gray area. It's up to you. Anything? No, um, I think I think in general, what I have learned I think in general, what I have learned is that you cannot force. No, oh, wait, hold on. Let me see how, how I say this. Most of. Most of the disappointment within relationships is because you expect something from someone and you don't put the work in to realize if that person is that way or not. Let me see if I could say that again because I'm, I'm actually confusing myself the way I'm saying it. I just, I feel like... Um, a relationship, being upset for someone not being the way that you want them to be is a reflection of you not paying attention to how they really are. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So if it's, if, so, so, so if it's one thing that I've learned within relationships is to pay attention to the person you're with and stop shading how they are with what you want them to be. I get it. I understand what you're saying. One more you lesson learned, Chorvil. What is this? You're teaching me today. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. No, yeah. It's and this is where disappointment comes from. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Like expectations yeah. in general is such a tricky thing that we all have from the beginning. Um, right. Not only for romantic relationships, but in general about how we want to look and what we want to achieve, how much money we have, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. already as if that is not enough, we expect that from some other person as well to wear this, yes. they should do this. And that's even harsher yeah. and not kind for sure. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think it adds a lot of pressure. Pressure. Um, yeah. Yeah. It just adds a lot of pressure to people. But this is something so that you have is, practiced, that something that you've practiced over the time with your relation well, relationships. Yeah. Or? You know, I mean, like I say, I really like for me, there's no negative. Uh, like, okay. If we're talking about relationships wise, me being in a relationship and then at the end of it, being out of that relationship, there's no negative for me and stuff like that. Um, I'm always looking at uh, what can I, what I can take out of it that's positive. Um, because that gives you also rest in your head. Um, the, the ability to accept what's happening, but more importantly, the ability to understand what you can gain from what you've learned. I think those are the types of things that help you within these uh, these not so lovely situations. Um, but it's not something really that I try and practice. Uh, I, I try and carry what I've learned into the next and to hope that, you know, it, 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 I, I find this um, this, you know, balanced way of being in a relationship that makes it easy for me and easy for my partner that's really nice yeah yeah can we <laughs> can i just there are some reactions that you get on zoom a little hard <laughs> small little one yeah that, yeah, I'm yeah. that i'm sure you're going to give some anesthesia and put them to sleep yeah yeah <laughs> we actually so well. uh, i have one more one more thing before we yeah of course um i i i'm sorry um if you could give advice to let's say the younger generation also a lot of people here from all kinds of backgrounds or so, mm -hmm. Sorry, from all kinds of backgrounds or so. Um, what advice would you give them to, you know, overcome maybe certain anxiety or overcome certain overcritical, like over criticizing themselves and say to find that what you already have, that being kind to yourself, to others and not being so critical about what they do or, you know, where they reached or didn't reach yet. Because I think you have such a beautiful way of, of you know, expressing that you are not mm. in that place anymore. And I think many people are not there yet, you know, including me. So, yeah, you know, uh, I, I, I don't think this is like a one. I don't think this is something that is uh, solved in, in, in one sentence kind of thing. I really do believe that there's a, uh, uh, there's a, 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 an abundance of abundance of things that, that need to be worked on. You need to work, You know, self-love is the first thing that everything starts with. The ability to appreciate yourself in any situation that you're in. Uh, you know, sometimes, I mean, and, and I'm, I'm talking about, you know, going through life. You know, I mean, obviously there's really uh, awful situations that can happen. But I'm talking just going through life. This, this whole, like you said, this whole pressure, you know, being able to accept yourself in where you are 
um, being able to 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 uh, use your strength uh, to understand that life is about ups and downs. You, you, it's not always going to be glory. And uh, and you know we're, we're we're human beings and we go through emotions and we go through situations and that kind of stuff. And I really do believe self love, the ability to appreciate yourself. And appreciate yourself doesn't mean you're right all the time, but to appreciate yourself in 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 where you are. This is where this is where everything starts. You know, if you if 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 you're able to to work on yourself in that regard, um, and and you know, it's okay to fail. It's okay to uh, to uh, have someone break up with you. It's okay to be. Uh, to, to be in situations where you, where you, uh, yeah, where you have the, where you get the short end of the stick, it's okay. But it's what do you do after that? How do you take that? How do you use that in a positive way to push yourself forward? Self love, being able to accept uh, your decision making, uh, being able to love yourself, being able to be kind to yourself, being able to accept yourself and a lot of people don't accept themselves a lot of people have problems with that you can't you can't you can't push that on others if you don't have it for yourself i think it's very difficult yeah wow i would love to go and dive into where this point happened that you became that human being that you are today but like i think we are already we are speaking already since almost an hour and a half uh, oh wow <laughs> oops sorry really? yeah almost <laughs> yeah but it, like um i really think we have to do a part two yeah trust me yeah, this is what i thought since the moment he started and i was like oh my god i think this needs a part two yeah we could actually we could actually do a part two um yeah we, yeah. we, we you're invited to do a part two <laughs> Yay! <laughs> We're going on air to tell this. <laughs> yeah. Um, Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Right. Um, yeah. We, we let's do that. Uh, let's continue that instead of saying um, thank you <laughs> uh, for. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Because it's. I, I think that uh, there definitely is a lot of wisdom and a lot of wiseness, and I think it's absolutely great and fantastic that the younger people all over the world or people in your age i guess we're the same age also can still have that feeling of yeah there are people out there who you know understand it is maybe not so easy but you can just overcome it by being good to yourself and being good to others others mm, yeah 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 this is I, i i think this is this is the key this is the key, the key to 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 yeah to being uh, you know like I said before it's not even about being right or wrong it's it's about keeping a balance within yourself where you're able to still function in a positive way through the things that you go through that is how, <laughs> how are you like how this? are you yeah okay so this is the perfect way to end your podcast part one with the extraordinary beautiful Orville <laughs>